relationship, McNamara's and mine, improved in June 93 when McNamara allowed me to see that, at that point, still classified oral history he had done, which fell into my hands right before that uh, presentation I gave in Texas that day. The projector, something went wrong with the projector. I had to go down and run the slide. I said, well, I'll just talk it through. And then Alan said, no, 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 we want to see the documents. And so we had to, and they came right out of that uh, 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 classified oral history. But after that, the relationship continued to improve to the point that he invited me to join him and his researcher, Brian Vandemark, who was a really good, good guy. I liked him a lot to write his book on Vietnam. So that's when I came in to help him. I gave McNamara all the documents from the military archives that I'd collected over all the years. And there were poignant moments during our meetings. One afternoon in the spring of 1994, something happened with Secretary McNamara that I had only experienced once with General Logan. <clears throat> After a long period of disagreement on an issue, a year later, Odom, now we're in a car headed for the White House, Odom puts down his times and says, okay, John, I might be wrong. And back to reading his paper. Well, I had to think for a while to figure, like, what point back in history that comment connected to. And after a while, I realized it was uh, Thornton's uh, uh, position on the sign of Soviet split, because we disagreed with that. And as soon as he, he knocked that down, I didn't bring it up for a year. And so that, that comment came out of the blue, you know. And that, so, but see, on that spring day with McNamara in 1994, he asked me a question I'll never forget. He appeared to be in some kind of subliminal level. He was looking at me, but looking right through me. And, uh, and, and he suddenly said, when did I know? Just like that, no explanation of what that's supposed to mean. Well, it didn't take me very long. He was now, at least at a subliminal, accepting that he did know. He had told me he didn't know. He, he didn't know he had been lied to. And he did what he said, when did I know? And so I, I said, okay, he, I, I can't prove when you knew it, but I... I can tell you when you had the opportunity to know, which was clearly by December of 62, maybe earlier, because of all the things he was doing with uh, his advisors and, and uh, uh, people that were on his side in, in the Congress. And so he was quiet. He didn't say anything. But then he said, ask me one more question. He says, where am I in trouble? And. Now, that took me some time to try and figure out how I was going to address that. But I said, you know what? Maybe you should, in your book, explain what you were doing out there in Honolulu on 20 November by not pushing back or not asking questions or anything. He just, like, was going along with the plan it looked like. And that's why Colby tried to wake him up, you know, with the elbow to the side. Anyway, uh, I don't have anything more to say uh, about that, but that is addresses our relationship and who helped who, uh, he wasn't going to help me at all <laughs> in the beginning, but uh, I ended up helping, helping him and had one of those freaky moments, you know, with these 10,000 pound gorillas where they expect they can just ask you something and you're psychologically put together. So you're psychic, you know, and you can just figure out <laughs> where, where that comment came from. But McNamara was in another place. He was very sick spiritually because all those people died, and if you killed one person even accidentally, you'd never forget it. Well, there were millions of people who died over there under his watch. And he was he was sick with it. So was his secretary, so was his wife. Everybody had some kind of medical, psychological medical medical problem uh, with with living under that strain all those years. Jackie came in 
after the assassination and pounded on his chest to get out of Vietnam. Don't do it. Stop it. She was. And so this was going on for a long time. And um, I'll never forget. I mean, I was witness to when I walked in and said hello the first time when he wanted to talk and then all that the way it played out. But, um, you know, a lot of people, the follow up question I, I see is uh, what do you think? the explosive JFK withdrawal aspects of his memoir or well, why were they downplayed in the media at the time? And I haven't really spent a whole lot of time on that. I had my own troubles with JFK in Vietnam that I went through. So I don't know, maybe uh, it was just, they thought that uh, McNamara was trying to recast himself for the nineties. But there's so his, his, his explanation was pretty detailed and with reference to specific events and such it seems and they're also damning to him Mm -hmm. i thought like that was to me where okay take everybody's testimony with a grain of salt but his is grounded in some historical you know episodes and he's testifying against interest well in addition to the book you know he was interviewed uh, obviously on television and tears were streaming down his face and errol morris's fog of war Yeah. Right. Uh, I could say just a a few words also about that. I thought McNamara's book was an extremely difficult thing, obviously, to to write, because on the one hand, he wanted to assume on his own shoulders as a sort of question of of not not inculpating anybody else to to take the whole thing on his own shoulders. And on the other hand, at the same level, he needed to, to give a factual account. Uh, and he came to Austin, actually, to launch that book and did it at the LBJ uh, library in front of a very large crowd. And at that point, I think there were very few copies in Austin. I got I got one the morning of the talk. And so I framed a question, which I, I, I had in advance and wrote out on on, on, a, on my computer, some large type. Uh, at that point, you wrote in questions and, and sent them up. Now, of course, they, they didn't realize that, that mine was planted by me rather than by somebody like a moderator, which specifically dealt with the um, uh, the question of the of the White House tapes and uh, McNamara's very clear statement in the book that Kennedy had made a decision uh, to withdraw U.S. forces from Vietnam that he'd done so in, the, in these first days of October 1963. And I, I asked him how he was able to document with such precision the, um, uh, the, the, the content of those meetings. Uh, and he proceeded then uh, to give an account of the taping system. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe, and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire. 